Hello, everyone. Scott here, and welcome to another episode of the No Lasting City podcast. And as this is the first podcast of 2022, I hope that your new year has started well. Well, most of you know that this podcast is a a side ministry of sorts for the Scottsdale Church plant. I think I mentioned that in in the opening episode of the podcast. Uh, The Scottsdale Church plant... uh, officially started last April when nine adults met in my living room to begin to talk and pray about starting a new church in the Scottsdale area. Now, since that time, since last April, we've had a a group that has been meeting on Sunday nights uh, just about every week in our living room. And I'm excited to say that now, just about nine months later, uh, that group has reached a point that we're ready to to move into a more public phase of the church ministry. And there's a lot that goes into that. And in later podcasts, I'll, I'll talk about some of the things that are, are starting to happen even this month. But, but part of that is officially changing the name uh, of our church from the very creative, I know, Scottsdale Church Plant, to what we hope it will be for many years to come. So without further ado, uh, the purpose of this podcast is to officially announce the name of the church and then ex- explain why that name. So uh, drum roll, if you, if you have it in your head, you can play a drum roll. Let me officially announce the name of the church. Of course, you already know it because you saw it in the title. Uh, the Scottsdale Church Plant will be known moving forward as Sojourn Church, Sojourn Church. And for the rest of this podcast, I want to give you an answer to the question, why that name? And since I'm getting ready to get back into preaching on a regular basis this month after essentially a a year out of the pulpit, uh, I'm going to give you the answer in three points because we all know that every good sermon breaks into three points, right? I think we know that. And as an added bonus, I was able to find a way to alliterate these points. So buckle your seatbelts. Here we go. Why Sojourn Church? Three reasons, three points. It's prominent, it's practical, and it's personal. So number one, it's prominent. Uh, The name Sojourn reflects a prominent biblical theme. And for me, uh, it, it has always been important to have a name that connects with the Bible and the Christian faith or life in, in some clear way. I, I have to be honest here and say, I've never quite understood the impulse to give Christian churches names that would fit just as well on a bar or, or even a nightclub. So I, I have to tell you a short story here. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had a friend who moved out of state and then was back visiting and told me, hey, Scott, you'd be glad to hear that I, I found a church I'm really excited about. And I said, oh, that, that's great. What's the name? Oh, it's Vu Church. And I, and I said, I'm sorry, did, did you say Vu? Yeah, Vu. Like, like V-O-O, Vu? No, 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 not that. V-E-A-U-X. Vu. Oh, um... And, and I said, well, can you tell me what that means? I'm, I'm, I'm a little lost on the connection here. Oh, well, you know, like the word rendezvous, there, there was some ministry in the church that used to be called rendezvous and we just dropped the Rhonda and left the vu. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, great, man. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. So anyway, conversation went on, but, but as I was saying, uh, uh, 
I, I never have quite gotten the impulse for names like that. And while I, I understand that not everyone may resonate with the name Sojourn as much as I do, for reasons I'm about to explain, uh, although I hope giving some of the biblical background to that term will, will help you appreciate it and buy into it, I hope we can all agree that at least it's better than Vu. So, anyway, first reason, uh, sojourn, the, na- the word sojourn reflects a prominent biblical theme that is deeply rooted both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, and, and perhaps best summarized by one of my favorite verses in the Bible, in fact, the verse that this podcast is named after, uh, Hebrews thirteen fourteen, where the writer says to Christians, encouraging them to remember here, that is in this present life, this present world, we have no lasting city, but we seek that city, which is to come, right? Our our life's here. It's not our home. And we're on a journey. We're on a sojourn. We're seeking that city, which is to come. Of course, the word Sojourner is explicitly used in 1 Peter chapter 2 by the Apostle Peter to describe what the Christian life is like. 1 Peter 2.11, Beloved, he says, writing to Christians, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Or the Apostle Paul hits on this same idea without the term in Philippians 3 when he, uh, again, writing to Christians, reminds them, your citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, Christ the Lord's. And so uh, the, the idea of sojourn gets at this that idea in the New Testament as Christians, we have something of a of a dual citizenship. We are citizens in this world. We live in this world. We, we are citizens of a country and cities here, but it's not our true home. We have another home, another citizenship, another city that we have more ultimate and primary allegiance to that that heavenly city whose designer and builder is God. And our life in this world as a Christian is is pictured as a, as a sojourn a journey to that destination. And as I mentioned, it's not just a New Testament theme. Think of what Hebrews, for example, writes about Abraham. Uh, This is in Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, Abraham, who was, of course, called to leave his homeland and and travel into the promised land, leave everything behind and go to this promised land. And we read in Hebrews 11, Uh, verse 8, reflecting on this, that by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations whose designer and builder is God. And it's interesting, the authors are making the point that Abraham, even though he he, he lived in the promised land itself. He was still a sojourner living in tents. He wasn't fully there and ultimately was looking forward to the, the ultimate inheritance, that city, that new heavens. Uh, and then, but, but going back to Hebrews 11, uh, summarizing not just Abraham, but a lot of the early uh, uh, patriarchs in the book of Genesis, Uh, uh, chapter 11, verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. 
If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. And so you see, again, the author of Hebrews is bringing out in all of the Old Testament, the the saints were sojourners. Uh, Even the promised land was pointing forward to that heavenly city that God had prepared. Of course, there's the wilderness wanderings of Israel as they left Egypt and headed for the promised land, which is uh, in some ways a pattern for our Christian life in this world as we journey through the wilderness to our true home, that promised land where there will be no more tears or sorrow anymore. And so sojourn, the idea of sojourn picks up this very prominent theme. Uh, One writer has expressed this idea in a helpful way, writing this, Uh, The idea of sojourn gets at the the reality that our citizenship as Christians is in heaven, and that changes everything. We're not citizens of this world trying to make our way to heaven. We're citizens of heaven trying to make our way through this world. As Christians, we live as those who are on a journey home, a home we know will have the lights on, the doors open, our Father waiting for us when we arrive. And so, why sojourn? Uh, that's why. It, it ties to this, this theme. And of course, I, I could add briefly here that so many implications for how we are to live as Christians wisely in this world are rooted in our understanding of ourselves as sojourners and exiles. And it's also true that following Jesus in this life it will make our lives in, in many respects harder. Uh, There is a cost to following Jesus in this world. Uh, And and many Christians over history and even currently uh, in in many parts of the world have paid or are paying the ultimate cost, uh, giving their very lives uh, for being associated with Jesus. And of course, Jesus talked a lot about that. And, And the reality of that is it's because this world is not our home. Uh, We are sojourners. We are, we are exiles. We shouldn't expect our best life now, a suffering-free life now, because we're not home. We're not home. And our life in this world, even with all of its blessings, is still a life under the veil of tears, under the curse of sin. And we long for a day when that curse will be lifted and we will dwell with God in that heavenly city. And so we're sojourners. And I, I, I just think that's such an important and prominent theme that it's appropriate for a a church name. And I would add here, uh, it's good for a church name because as Christians, we don't take this journey to the heavenly city alone. In fact, I don't think we'll make it alone. We're on this journey together. That is how God designed it. And it is the beauty of the church. And my hope and prayer, of course, is that all who call Sojourn Church their home will find friends and fellow travelers that can sustain them in the hardships and encourage and strengthen us for the journey and just make it a lot more enjoyable as we do this together. So why Sojourn? It's, it's a prominent biblical theme. It's a prominent biblical theme. But number two, let's keep going. It's also practical. Uh, and here, this is be very brief, but, but there are some good practical reasons for the name. At least I find them practical and I like them. Uh, one is it simply Sojourn is not a common church name in the Scottsdale area or even the greater Phoenix area. I, I don't believe there are any other churches with that name anywhere close by. 
And so practically, uh, that's a good reason to choose it instead of choosing a name where there's five others right around the block. Also, Sojourn is not a common church name in general, which I have to admit, I kind of like. There's nothing wrong with common church names, but uh, Sojourn isn't as common. And because of that, I think it can naturally lead to conversations with people. Sojourn, what, what, what is that again? What, what, what does that mean? What's that about? Why that name? And that gives us the opportunity to, to speak to some of the things I just said. Uh, about why the name of Sojourn. As Christians, we believe this world is not all there is to life, uh, that God is at work to, in this world to save people and remove all the effects of evil from our present world and bring in this, this unbelievable new creation. That's where our hope is. What do you think about that? It's an opportunity to uh, get into dialogue with others. And so uh, I, I like the the practicality of that as well. And so it's practical. And then finally, my third point, it's not only prominent and practical, but it's personal. And I admit that part of the reason I wanted to name it Sojourn is, is that this theme of scripture of not having a lasting city here is one that has always resonated very deeply with me. As I already mentioned, uh, you, you probably could figure that out because the podcast is based on the same thing, the No Lasting City podcast. And I don't know exactly why I've always been drawn to that theme, uh, but I, I do think it may have something to do with the way my own life has unfolded, uh, at least to this point. My, my, I remember my parents, or particularly my mom, I, I remember her telling me from a very early age why they named me Scott. Uh, Scott apparently means wanderer. And I remember at several points growing up, my, my mom telling me that, you know, your name means wanderer. That's why we named you that. So I, I, I've known that for years. However, I have to admit, I, I probably knew this and just totally forgot. But, but up until about a year and a half ago, I didn't know exactly why. Why, why wander? Why was, why was that so important to my parents that they would name me that? And about a year and a half ago, actually, as I was getting ready to move to Scottsdale from Michigan, as, as you know, when you move, you end up going through all your old stuff. And, and uh, that's what I was doing. I had boxes and boxes of personal effects and was going through these to see what we wanted to take and what was we were willing to throw away. And I found an old letter that my mom had written explaining to somebody else why they had chosen my name, why wander. And, and the reason, as my mom explained it in that letter, was this very theme. I, I'd kind of forgot, or if I knew that, I'd forgotten it. Yeah, the wander because... You know, the Christian life is a sojourn and his true home won't be here. He's a wanderer in this world, as my mom was explaining to her friend. Uh, I also found out in that letter that my uh, life verse that was assigned to me, I had no idea, was Genesis 15, 1, which is about Abraham. Fear not, Abraham. I am your shield and your reward will be very great and, and your great reward, rather. And so the, the promise that God gave to this, this wanderer, this sojourner, uh, that's my life verse. And, and I even found out that I have a life hymn, which again was, was new to me about a year and a half ago, a hymn I'm not that familiar with called Jesus I My Cross Have Taken, which I've since looked up and listened to. And it's really a, a hymn about being an exile 
in the world. It, it, it hits on this very theme that we are sojourners. I'll read you one, one short verse. Jesus, I, my cross, have taken all to leave and follow thee. Destitute, despised, forsaken, thou from hence my all shall be. Perish every fond ambition, all I've sought or hoped or known. Yet how rich is my condition. God and heaven are still my own. Well, I'm confident that my mom was not a prophet. But I have to say that the way my life has unfolded, I have felt like a wanderer. I mean, my, my life in some ways has has fit my name, uh, uh, as it turns out. I, I've moved from place to place. Uh, I think many of you know that's that's really been the pattern of my life. Growing up, I moved to three different areas of the country. My dad was a pastor, moved us from Missouri to Rhode Island to Arizona. Then at 18, I joined the military and ended up moving every three, two to three years for the next 10 years into different parts of the country. And then as a pastor myself, I've moved now three times to three different areas of the country. The result being that I haven't lived really more than seven years in one place. Uh, being in Michigan for seven years, it was basically the longest I've been in one place. And 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 while there's a lot of uh, good things that have come with that, a lot of meeting a lot of great people, a lot of interesting life experiences in the, in the military, uh, traveling around. I, I have to say that there's also loss to that. And, and as a, at 41, as I, as I look back on all of the movement, all of the, the wandering through the United States that I've done, I, I do feel a sense of loss because I realize I'm, I'm just not deeply connected with any place or with people that I go back with my entire life. Um, I don't have a homeland, in other words. This is kind of what it feels like. Arizona, coming back to Arizona, is, is the closest thing that, that feels like home to me just because my family has always been here. But I haven't lived here for 20 years, and I'm coming back and in many ways starting over again. And, and so that's the closest thing I have, but it's still not, it's, it's still not a homeland. I haven't been here my whole life. I, I don't know people that 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 I've gone to grade school with since you know three years old or something and and a certain part of me misses that you know longs for that longs to be more rooted in a place uh, with a people um, and, and so maybe that's why this theme has always jumped out to me uh, as as very meaningful the the sojourning the wandering I I don't know but it does reflect a little bit of my own life story and so it is it is personal. So it's prominent, it's practical, and it's personal. So there you have it, uh, some of the backstory behind the name. And just so you know, in the next few months or even few weeks, we'll be changing over our website, we'll be adding social media, uh, all the things that reflect the new name of the church. I'll definitely keep you posted as those things happening. And I just ask you to be praying for our church as we enter in to this next phase of Art ministry. Thanks for listening to another episode of the No Lasting City podcast. And as one of my dear brothers from my previous church in Traverse City, Michigan, used to always tell me every Sunday, goodbye for now. 